Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the precious gift it is to have your word before us. O God, you are there and you are not silent. You speak to us, sinful creatures like we are. In your mercy, you speak. Lord, we pray that you may help us to listen this morning because without your help, we cannot understand what you have said. We cannot apply it to our hearts. We cannot benefit from it. Send your Holy Spirit this morning, O Lord, in abundance and help us to be able to comprehend what it is you would have us know about you, about your Son, and about us as human beings. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the Radford household has another birth coming very soon. It's due this baby that we're expecting on the 30th of January. And so we're starting to get quite excited about the little kicker. That's all we really know about this baby at this point. It's getting bigger and it kicks uh, quite a lot. The other thing I'm getting excited about, of course, with having the baby, is the little kicker that comes from the government, the baby bonus. I checked out how much we're getting according to the taxation laws because I thought they might have changed since Joshua was born. It's $5,294 that will come in 13 lump sum payments over, uh, I think it's fortnightly period. So I'm looking forward to that baby bonus that the government so generously gives us. But the problem is with the baby bonus is that you have to prove that you've actually had a baby. And so the question is then, how do you prove that you've had a baby and are therefore eligible for this $5,294 that the government owes you? Now, you could produce the baby. That would be the most logical thing, wouldn't you say? You rock up to Centrelink, say, here's the baby, please now give me my $5,000. But that just doesn't work. Showing up with a baby doesn't make you eligible for the money. They need another form of proof. What is the proof that they require? Well, they require a birth certificate. They require certification that the baby has actually been born. And so on the birth certificate, there are facts there that can be certified, that can be checked whether the birth actually did take place. And so what's on a birth certificate? Well, you have the location of the baby's birth. So with Joshua, it's at Royal Prince Alfred Hospital here in... uh, in Sydney, that he was born, so I've got his certificate there, and that proved that his uh, money should have come to us, and it thankfully did. Uh, and it's got his time of birth on it as well, so not just the place, it has the time, 19th of May 2009. It has the witnesses of the birth, so Jill and myself, and of course the, the registrar who would get his feedback through the, um, the hospital channels, and there was a midwife there. Uh, Witnessing that the baby was born at a particular time. She was the one that got the time. I don't think if she was there, we would have had the um, capacity to think about, oh, yes, what is the exact time that he was born? No, there was a midwife there uh, witnessing uh, what happened. Is it only for modern babies, for babies in our age, that we certify where they were born, when they were born, and who witnessed the birth? Is it only since the introduction of the baby bonus that people have started to do this? No, birth certificates have been around for a long time. And people have always looked at recording those details about babies born. And 
Often that is because there are bonuses involved. Just proving where you were born means you have certain rights and privileges that other people don't if they weren't born in the same country. There are baby bonuses involved with most births. And when it comes to Jesus, do we have the details of his birth? Can we certify that he was actually born? Now, some of you might say, well, why should we bother? Why should we bother certifying whether Jesus was born? Well, it's because there's a major baby bonus that comes with Jesus. What's that baby bonus? Well, it's eternal life. Because if Jesus claims that he was born and that he also died and was raised to life, and if you believe in him, you also can be raised to life as well. Now, you might doubt that. And one way you could prove that this is a false thing, that through Jesus there is eternal life, is, of course, to prove that he never was born. If Jesus never existed, if he was never born, then clearly he didn't die, clearly he didn't come back to life. So if you want to discredit Christianity, one very good way to go about it would be to prove that Jesus never actually existed that he was never born. But Christianity knows, Christians know, that we can prove Jesus' birth. We have a birth certificate for Jesus Christ. We have proof, certain historical facts that can be checked to prove that Jesus was born and that we can get the baby bonus of eternal life. What are those facts that can be checked? Well, that's what we're going to look at this morning. We're going to look at just one verse from Matthew's Gospel, Matthew chapter 2, verse 1, which has not all the facts that we know about Jesus' birth, but it has the big hitters there in verse 1. It gives us a few major historical facts about Jesus' birth that can be checked, his birth certificate in one verse. So I encourage you to have your black church Bibles there, open to page 956, and be looking with me at chapter 2, verse 1 of Matthew's Gospel. And the first historical fact we're going to look at is Jesus was born in a particular place. Jesus was born in a particular place. In the uh, bulletin there, you can see uh, my three main points this morning. And the first one is that Jesus was born in a particular place. Just like Joshua, my son, was born in a particular place, RPA, Royal Prince Alfred Hospital, Jesus was born in a particular place as well. Where? First one of chapter 2, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem, we have a location, we have a place where Jesus was born. Did Bethlehem exist? Yes. But hang on a minute. There's two Bethlehems. There's Bethlehem in Zebulun, which is basically 120 kilometers northwest of Jerusalem, so a long way up from Jerusalem. There's Bethlehem there. It's mentioned in Joshua and Judges that there's this Bethlehem in the basically the tribe area, the sort of state of Zebulun. And there's also a Bethlehem in Judah, which is 10 kilometers south. So basically, 130 kilometers between the two Bethlehems. And that Bethlehem is, of course, the place where uh, we see the scene of Ruth happen there, and we see uh, Rachel's uh, tomb is there, Jacob's wife that he really loved. He had, he had two wives, and I think he loved both, uh, but he was particularly affectionate towards Rachel. 
It would be very difficult if you had two wives to not have a favourite, but uh, that's the problem uh, of having two wives, which isn't uh, something that we encourage. Uh, It's not there in the scripture. Uh, Just because Jacob did it doesn't mean we do. Uh, No, we're meant to be one man, one woman. But yes, there he has Rachel's tomb in Bethlehem, and that is where Ruth happens and where, of course, uh, Ruth's great-grandson, King David, uh, was born and was raised there. We saw, we read from 1 Samuel, we saw King um, Samuel, the, uh, the prophet, come there and anoint David there in Bethlehem. So which Bethlehem is Jesus born in? We've got two. Is Matthew kind of sneaky and makes it very difficult for us to check the fact, or does he tell us exactly where? After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, he specifies exactly which Bethlehem you're meant to go and check whether Jesus was born there. And he tells you which town it is. So first thing we have about Jesus, historical fact number one about his birth is we know where he was born. Is that sufficient for us to prove his birth? Well, it's a start. But, I mean, Bethlehem wasn't a big town, a village. But I'm sure lots of babies were born there. It was around for a long time. And so if you don't have a time, you're going to be sort of going through a lot of records going, when was this baby Jesus born? Bethlehem, that's all we've got to go on. In Judea, that kind of narrows it down. Do we have a time? Does the Bible give us a time? Yes, it does. Historical fact number two. A time is given as well. Jesus was born in a particular time. When was that time? 25th of December, 1 AD. Is that when he was born? 25th of December. We celebrate his birth on the 25th of December, and we say it was 2,000 years ago, 1st AD. Well, no. 25th of December is basically because... uh, uh, a religious Roman holiday and it was kind of a public holiday and so it was a good day to for the Christians had off from work and so it was a good day to actually celebrate, uh, make a public holiday, make a Christian holiday as well. So the 25th of December worked out well. Uh, we can't be that specific as to the date, the actual what day of what month that he was born in, but we do have some clues. We aren't left in the lurch altogether. What does it say there in chapter 2, verse 1? During the time of King Herod. So it's like with my son Joshua, instead of giving the 19th of May 2009, you say, during the time of Kevin Rudd. Prime Minister Kevin Rudd was Prime Minister at that time. And so who was in charge when Jesus was born? King Herod. Did King Herod actually exist? Can we verify that? Yes, Herod did exist. He was born roughly 73 B.C., He was appointed uh, uh, the ruler of Judea by Julius Caesar in 47 BC. And he was eventually given the title King of Judea in 40 BC. And we know that he died sometime in 4 BC. So if he died 4 BC, Jesus is said to be born during the time of King Herod, then it had to be, and we think it's probably roughly towards the end of Herod's life, so probably around 3 to 4 BC. So we're probably about 3, 4 years out of whack. So you could say 2014, 13 years ago, Jesus was born. So we can check not just his place, but the time that Jesus was born as well. 
Do we have anything else to tell us that Jesus' birth can be verified? Well, at births you often have witnesses. You usually have at least one. Who's that? The mum. (laughs) She's usually present for the birth. And we do have the fact that in other parts of the Bible that there was Joseph and Mary. I'm not sure whether Joseph was in on the, um, the birth there to witness that it happened, uh, but I'm sure he would have been close by and could witness that there was a lot of screaming going on. Uh, but yes, uh, we know that at least Mary witnessed it. Did anyone else witness that a baby was born? Did anyone witness that there was a baby born in Bethlehem? Historical fact number three, Jesus was visited by particular people People came and saw that a baby was born in Bethlehem named Jesus. Was it the registrar of Joshua's birth? He's been around for a long time certifying that. Greg Curry, he's on, um, he's the registrar for New South Wales births, I'm guessing. He's on Joshua's birth uh, certificate. Was that who certified that uh, Jesus was born? No, but there were witnesses came. Who came? Verse 1 of chapter 2, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem. And then we see later in the passage, they eventually come to Bethlehem and witness that Jesus was born. Did these Magi exist, though? That's what we're trying to check. We're checking whether Bethlehem existed. We're checking whether King Herod existed. Did these Magi exist? Who are the Magi? Well, The Magi is basically a term used for the priestly role of the Medes, of Median priests. They're called Magi, and they did exist. And they were interested particularly in dreams, astrology, magic, and reading a lot of old books, particularly ones that referred to the future. And we actually see them in another part of the Bible. Where do they show up, the Magi in the Old Testament? When Daniel's in Babylon. There's Magi there. There's very smart people there that are meant to be interpreting the dreams of the king. And who? And can they do it? No, of course, only Daniel's the one that walks in and, uh, and is able to do it because he has the power of God. God reveals it to him. But Magi are there. They really did exist. And so it's not surprising that Magi came here. If these are wise men that follow stars, look to events in the future, and study old books... If they study old books, then they probably studied a bit of the Jewish literature. How would they get their hands on that? Well, where did the Jews go when they were exiled? They went over to Babylon. What's in Babylon? Magi. There are wise men in Babylon there and are very interested in other cultures, reading those books, and so it's not surprising that they heard about this Messiah, this king that was to be born. And then, of course, we've got this star that we'll look at probably uh, on Christmas Day. And if you're here for that service, uh, we'll sort of look at that in a bit more detail. But it's not surprising that these magi came. And where did they come from? They came, it says here, from the east. From the east they came to Jerusalem. So there's magi all around the place. Are there magi? Yes. Are there magi in the east? Yes. They're probably from Babylon. Or they're probably, um, they may have come out of the Arabian desert. A lot of them sort of hung around in little um, communities um, in harsh conditions. seems to be one of those things that if you're really smart, you like beating your body up and you like hanging out in the desert. Um, But yes, so it may have been that they came from there. But definitely there were magi from the east. There were magi in the east and it's very likely that they came. So was Jesus born? Was Jesus born? Well, his birth certificate isn't as specific as my son Joshua's. It doesn't give you 
exactly what is the street address of the place that he was born at. It doesn't give you the, uh, the date and the time down to the very minute that he was born. It doesn't give you all the witnesses, the stamp, the certification, the signature of uh, someone like the registrar. But he does give us many details that can be checked. He gives us the place. He gives us the time. And he gives us that there were witnesses there. And we can check those things out, whether they all coincide together. Were Magi around at the time of King Herod? Was King Herod actually around? What about Bethlehem? Was anyone living there at the time of King Herod? We can check all those things out and say, yes, this is true. And we also should remember that people at the time could have checked it out even better than you can. When was Matthew's Gospel written? 500 years, 1,000 years after Jesus was born? No, 50, 60 AD. So probably 50 years at best, probably 60 at worst, years after Jesus was born. What does that mean? There's people around reading Matthew's Gospel who actually were alive at the time that Jesus was born. Or they know people who were around. You could speak to them about, was King Herod around at roughly that period? Were there magi around? Did you have visitors come from the east like that? Was Bethlehem inhabited at the time? Now, how do you know that they checked it and saw that it was true? Well, they had copies of Matthew's Gospel. And they would have checked it. And... If it was false that Jesus wasn't born in Bethlehem, he wasn't born during the time of King Herod, and that Magi certainly weren't around, Matthew's Gospel, would they have hung on to it? No, they would have discarded it. This is lies. This is false. And is that what happened with Matthew's Gospel? No, it wasn't discarded because you have it right in your hands today. It was multiplied. People copied it and said, yes, this is true. And they made more and more copies. So to the extent that you've actually got it in your hands today, it is a historically reliable document shown by the fact of the sheer number of copies we have from close to that time and the fact that it is multiplied out and no one has discredited it. No one has shown that any of those three facts are false. They're all very true. And if that is true, then what else is true that Matthew records? If he is a careful historian when it comes to Jesus' birth, we should also trust him not just for Jesus' birth, but for Jesus' death and resurrection as well. So what about you? Do you believe that Jesus was born, that he existed that he was born in Bethlehem in Judea, that he was born in the time of King Herod, that he was born and visited by magi, by witnesses? And if you say yes, then you're trusting Matthew as a historian. The question is, do you trust him for other aspects of Jesus' life as well, other major significant events in Jesus' life? If you trust him for his birth, you should trust him for what he says about other things as well and check those out as well. Whether Jesus did live, whether Jesus did die, and whether Jesus did come back to life, do you believe those things 
that Jesus was raised to life. Why is that so important? Because as I said before, if he was raised to life, if he existed and came back to life, there is a major baby bonus to be had. You also can be raised to life just as he was. He shows that he has the ability to come back from the dead, that he knows how to cheat death, how to conquer death, and he says that you can as well. He doesn't keep the death-conquering power to himself. He doesn't keep it a secret. He says you can have this baby bonus as well. How do you get the baby bonus? You believe that Jesus was born, that he lived, that he died, that he was raised to life. You believe that your sins were paid for by him at the cross. That's what his life was all about. That's what he taught again and again, is his death for you. Do you want to claim the baby bonus? Have you claimed the baby bonus of Jesus Christ? Repent of your sins today. No longer be content to be a sinful person, but instead say sorry to God for what you have done and believe that Jesus came into the world not on the 25th of December, 1 AD. You don't have to believe that. You can if you really want to, but you're probably, you know, believing something wrong. But there are certain things that you must believe to get the baby bonus. And that is that Jesus was born. He came in the flesh. He died for you and that he was raised to life and you too will be raised to life because you are sorry for your sins and you believe in him. This Christmas, there are many presents that you will get, many presents you probably won't want, but get the best present. Get that baby bonus that is worth so much more than $5,294. I am looking forward to it. But there is a much better baby bonus that I'm looking forward to, and that's eternal life in heaven through believing in Jesus' birth, death, and resurrection. Let us speak with our God now. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you sent your one and only Son into the world to take on flesh, to be born of a woman. Lord, we thank you that we can verify that he was born, that you give us Matthew's words and we can check them and see that they are historically true. And Lord, this encourages us to know that Matthew is historically true when he also talks about Jesus' death and Jesus' resurrection. And Lord, we thank you that it's not just a historically true document that has no real meaning for us, but that if we believe these things are so, and we believe that Jesus died for us, then you grant us eternal life as Jesus has eternal life. Lord, we thank you that so many of us in this room have believed in him and have that baby bonus of eternal life. Lord, we pray for anyone in this room who has not believed in Jesus' birth, who has not believed in his death and resurrection.
We pray that they may search the scriptures to see whether this is so, whether Matthew is telling the truth, and we pray that you may reveal it to them, that it is true, that Jesus did come, and that they too can have life in his name. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.